Welcome back to the Passive Road to Retirement podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Jarrett. Today, we're joined by Larry Hoffman. He's the owner of LJH Investments, an Ohio-based real estate investment firm specializing in buying and selling distressed and toxic assets since 2006. His company focuses primarily on the purchase of performing and non-performing first mortgages on residential and commercial properties across the United States in the 50 largest metroplexes. His strategy is to purchase this mortgage debt and either negotiate with the homeowner or borrow to take control of the property or turn the loan back into a performing loan. Instead of rehabbing the property, his focus is to rehab the borrower and create a win-win scenario for our borrowers, the banks, and the investors. Larry, welcome to the show. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. So how did you, I guess, originally, you know, get into real estate and then into the the note business? Well, um, I started back in 1996. I actually, um, I have a, uh, I bought the Carlton Sheets course. I don't know if you're oh, aware yeah. of you Carlton Sheets. I and, had that, yep. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think, I think a majority of the people got started that way mm-hmm. or, or maybe, you know, a different, but for me, it was uh, the Carlton Sheets course. So I've actually bought that. In 90, uh, actually 93, sorry. And then I didn't actually implement anything until uh, 96, 98. And then I eventually uh, formed my, uh, my company in 2006. So, but, but that was the, that was the catalyst uh, starting mm. the ball rolling. Nice. Nice. Now you did uh fix and flip originally, right? Yeah. 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 I was typically, um, um, I was doing probably between at, at the time, three to five houses. I was, I was buying three to five houses a month. And then in my heyday, I was buying between, uh, between five to eight houses a month. And, um, so I would have, um, I started out, uh, like I said, slow. Um, and then I eventually got up to that eighth, ninth property. And then, you know, I was just using bank financing. And then I had a really good relationship with the, uh, the president of a, a local uh, savings and loan. And I got to, I think it was around the eighth or the 10th loan. I forget which one it was. <laughs> And the and the and the bank uh, the president just says no we can't give you any more loan yep and because you're you know like too leverage and you know I'm thinking wait a minute I'm how can I be too le-? but you know in the, in the bank's mind right mm-hmm. uh, so that's when I started looking at private money and then that's when I really uh, grew grew the business nice yeah private money is a great thing I use that still to this day all the time yep one hundred percent either through smaller deals or for raising for a syndication. Yep. It's all, all OPM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm in the process of doing right now. I'm actually um, a form of sy- uh, doing a syndication of fun. And okay. um, so that way I could take down larger pools of, uh, of notes. Nice. All right, cool. Now you uh, did some landlording as well, right? I did. And <laughs> I 100% did not like that. And it's just, you know, as we were kind of talking about before the podcast, uh, before the start of the show, um, that's yeah the uh, that that's why I made the uh, the transition from landlord now I'm a lean lord and uh, <laughs> I do not do the tenants the toilets or the trash out at all I'm strictly mm-hmm. uh, the bank I just actually sold my last rental um God, when was it it was I think it was back in May April May of this year and uh, it was my uh, I had a section 8 tenant in there and um so I actually sold that and I actually bought um uh, from the pro- Proceeds. I actually bought six performing notes from that. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I'm getting a pretty good return on my money on that one. Yeah. 
That's great. I guess for people who don't know, how does no buying work? Like what do you typically look at and, you know, what kind of returns you can someone expect on that? Yeah. Well, yeah, there, there's basically like um, two aspects when it comes to note buying, you can buy the performing notes where the, you know, the, the borrowers making their monthly obligations uh, like clockwork. Um, and then you can buy non-performing notes where the borrower isn't making any payments. They're either three, six months behind or, 15 years behind. I'm actually looking oh, at a pool right now, being uh, buying a pool of 100, um, where they are, uh, I think the last payment on one of them was like 2005, 2008. So you have to look at the statute of limitations wow. when it comes to that, when you can collect it. But um, but yeah, so you can, uh, when you typically buy those notes, uh, the performing note, um, you're usually paying kind of close to par, which means, you know, uh, pars their asking price. Uh, so if they're looking, for, if, if the note has about a nine and you know ten percent return, you know you're looking at a paying a, a between a nine and ten percent return. That's why I don't typically buy a lot of performing notes, just because that that ROI is is a little bit lower. I typically like um, fifteen percent or greater um, yeah. on those performing notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it comes to the non-performing notes, I mean. Uh, you're looking I literally you're looking anywhere between 18 to about a 30 percent uh return or greater um I'm just talking like when I'm say 18 to 30 percent I'm I'm strictly talking about the yield to maturity on that mm-hmm. note um but if you have to foreclose on that property then your yield shoots up you know exponentially or if you don't do your due diligence with it your yield dramat- dramatically <laughs> tanks goes the other way. So you really have to do your due diligence before buying these things. Hey everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Are you ready to maximize your real estate investing to its full potential? Send me an email at andrew at jarrettcapital.com and take your life and business to all new levels. That's andrew at j-a-r-r-e-t-t capital.com. Have you ever had any you know, where you, I'm sure you have, where you couldn't collect or any, you know, any war stories you want to share? Yeah. Um, so far, knock on wood, uh, I have really been fortunate with, um, but my model is when I, when I buy these non-performing notes, foreclosure is the very last thing that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would literally, I will literally bend over backwards to work with the borrower. Um, uh, I mean, I, I bought one last year where we just um, wrapped up the trial payment plan and um, and now it's a performing note, and I converted it from a, a contract for deed to a mortgage. So that makes that note more valuable if I if I go to sell it. I do have private money on that, um, so I'm torn because I've struck up a really good relationship with this borrower about selling it or keeping it. I think I'm going to I think I'm just going to pay my private investor off, and I think I'm just going to keep it just because of the relationship uh, that I have with it. But, you know, I purchase uh, bankruptcies, uh, notes, uh, notes that are in bankruptcy, chapter seven, chapter 13. And oh, wow. um, and ultimately, what I try to do is um, I look at their finances and I try to structure um, a deal around their finances. So that way, because, you know, they have to be totally upfront and honest with with everything that they're doing. Sure. Um, so I look at everything and I, I, I evaluate the debt to income ratio and, and, and then have a conversation, reach out to the attorney, start that ball rolling, and then ultimately reaching out to the borrower and just basically sitting down to see if we can get on the same page. Um, I, I mean, I just did one 
where the payment was something, I think it was like $540 a month. I reduced, I, I uh, did a loan mod for $350 a month. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, it, it, my thing, like I said, is I, ultimately I don't want to set them up for failure. I, I want them to stay in that property. I want them to continue to make these payments on that, on that house. I do not want to foreclose on it, but you do have other note investors where that is there. And there's nothing wrong with it, right? If that, if that's mm -hmm. your business model where they want to take that property back um, and either fix it up and sell it or add it to their uh, rental portfolio. That's not mine. Yeah. yeah. You're just looking for that passive income stream. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Makes sense. Now, where do you, I guess, where do you go to find these, these notes? Well, I um I have different sources. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have um I have a really good relationship with a um a, a big bank um that they they typically send me a lot of um, commercial deals. I haven't been able to take anything down through the commercial just because of the numbers were so far off uh, from yeah. what what they're wanting <laughs> and what I want to pay. Yeah. Uh, but then I also have um, relationships with uh, other bank managers, local banks, uh, asset managers other hedge funds, and then also uh, other real estate investors that are looking to sell their notes. I mean, um, I also, it, it's funny, I post on Facebook quite a bit on either myself or I have my VA do it for me, um, mm -hmm. where it's just uh, talking about owner finance notes. If, if they've taken back an owner finance note, seller financing, you know, I'd be interested in, in taking, making an offer on that note. But so you know, those are just some of the places that, that I typically find deals at. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So I guess, so when you get one, uh, their contact information probably comes with it, but I guess, what are your steps? Like if you can't get a hold of them, you know, how does it work? Like what's your, your system, I guess, once you get one of these. Uh, yeah. Usually um, when they um, say, for example, when they, um, you, you, you have a couple of different ways, right? If, if it's just um, one note, then, then the investor will just send you that asset, <clears throat> that information regarding that, that property. You know, and when I say the information, it, it's usually they have like, a, um, de if, depending on how, if they've used a residential mortgage loan originator to originate the loan, mm -hmm. then typically they'll have like an appraisal or something, you know, like title, and then you have the loan terms, and then either you have the contract for deed or the, or the mortgage. So they'll send all that stuff over to me. And then, and then, you know, I'll have the borrower's information uh, along with it. And then before they do that, I'll sign a, a non-disclosure agreement with the seller stating that I'm not going to, you know, try to go around his, I mean, I, and I couldn't go around his back anyway, but you do have people that broker the deals and, you know, try to sell this thing. And, and I strictly buy from my own portfolio. Um, so I'll just evaluate the note. Um, and then if the numbers shake out with the yields that I'm looking. So, you know, if, if I'm looking to buy it either in my IRA, my self-directed IRA, mm -hmm. it, it's one set of numbers. My my yield is, can be a little bit lower as opposed to if I'm using private money, then my yield has yield has to be a little bit greater. Mm -hmm. And then I then I try to evaluate um, selling this thing two, three, and five years from now. And I'm, I'm trying to find that sweet spot to know how long I keep this thing out for and not have to worry about it. And then not having that that principal payment paying down so rapidly, decreasing that that uh that unpaid principal balance where you know, I'm going to have to come out of pocket for my, for my investors. Right. right? Yeah. So once I evaluate all that, and then if they come back and they say, you know, Larry, the numbers look good um, or, you know, we, we go back and forth. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then once we fi finally finalize on a, um, uh, on a, on, on an agreed price, 
then I'll just go ahead and order a BPO. I'll do a title search, um, check taxes, look at utilities, make sure there aren't any liens on the property. I'll actually do a uh, look at the uh, you know crime stats and stuff like that to make sure that um, I'm not getting into something that's you know that that's not good for for my investor or me. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you're looking now, just curious, do you see any certain niche of real estate that is having more defaults right now than than other ones? No, it's it's surprising. There there's more uh, more people. I forget what was it? I think Adam Data they. I think it was like, I think they said it was like uh, now, I, and I can't remember these stats. You know, it was either like ninety-seven or ninety-eight percent, and in a fraction of people are current on their mortgages. So there's like roughly between two and three percent, like a three percent default rate hmm. right now. So there are a lot of um, performing notes uh, out there in the space. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because they have a lot of low interest rates right now. Right. Oh, and yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's that's the thing, you know, because that it's so low. A lot of these. I mean, you know, I was just reading an article that U.S. Bank. I think I believe uh, U.S. Bank is laying off a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the National Mortgage News. They were talking about the uh, the pros and cons of the um the low interest rate, just because you know it's. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you if you get locked in at a two point something percent, now it's six point, <laughs> you know, something seven point. Yeah. You're like, you know, you're, you're literally three times the amount, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I'm like, there's no way people are going to refinance that right. unless they 100% have to or need to. Yeah. Now a loan like that, at, you know, like 2.8%, is that even something you'd consider? Probably not. Right. No, like, it, it, I do. I do. Oh, yeah. But see um, with that, it, you, the seller will have to take a substantial haircut because, you know, they're looking at two. And if I'm buying it in my IRA, say I can go down to about, a, you know, if I'm looking at a, I mean, you know, like a 10 or even 11, 12% return, there's a big difference between the two. So they're going to yeah. have to take a substantial discount on that. And, you know, when that, when it's that low, you know, people just tend to hold on to them. Okay. All right. Uh, looking back, you know, to 2004, five, when you were doing those fix and flips and the rentals, knowing what you know now. Would you suggest that somebody still starts that way or you think people should consider just going right into notes or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that, you know, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, and that's the thing I, I think, I, I think that's kind of like a subjective question uh, because each person is, is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, I have no regrets with, you know, starting rehabbing it because, you know, I've done single family homes all the way up to multifamily homes. And, um, you know, condos, mobile homes, you know, I bought land. Um, I own a couple of land notes right now. Um, but, you know, the, the, the thing is, it's, it's uh, banks are in the business of loaning money, not owning the real estate, right? right. So that's, in, in my eyes, that's where the real wealth is. You know, that's mm -hmm. where, where, where the real power is. Um, but I think looking back on it now, with the, you know, the experience that I have, I would 100% uh, gotten into the note space uh, early on. It, it was funny because I remember uh, when I first got into it, I uh, sold a house, I offered owner financing and I took back a second and, and I didn't really understand the whole thing. Uh, but then I tried to sell this second on this, on the secondary market <laughs> and just a haircut that, I mean, you know, it was I literally pennies on the dollar and yeah. If I would understand, you know, now 
uh, then, but what I know now, right? I could have 100% structured that deal a, a, a completely different way and capitalize on a huge part of that of that uh, that that payment or that that uh, outstanding balance selling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine, especially as a second, you probably take a bigger haircut than a first position lean. Oh yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's and that's the thing. I only buy first uh, first position uh, notes. I don't do seconds, yeah. I, and I do have. Um, of uh, colleagues that you know, uh, people that I know, other note investors, they do that. They just strictly buy seconds. They don't do first. Really? Wow. Yep. Yeah, that seems a little risky to me. You know, buying a second. But. See, and uh, that me too. Uh, but that's just you know, that's their risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. Theirs versus mine, right? Right. And so, <laughs> you know, there there's a lot of the, you know, I know that they have a lot of criteria that that has to be met when they buy a second. Mm -hmm. So there still has to be you know, an outstanding amount of equity before they even consider it. Sure. Yeah. In case they have to foreclose, I'm sure. Yep. Okay. I guess what would be your, you know, looking at notes, some a top strategy for someone to create that first stream of passive income, how could they go about and do that? Well, uh, an easy way to do it. There's a really good way. Um, uh, let me back up. Um, in order to really um, take this to the next level, you 100% have to develop real, uh, relationships with bank man, uh, bank managers, hedge fund managers, asset managers, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and bankers and other note investors. Um, but if somebody's just 100% uh, interested in just jumping into this right now, there's uh, there's a website. It's called Paperstack. P A P E R S T A C dot com mm -hmm. uh, that you can go to right now, and it, it's a really good website. Now, there's a couple other ones out there, um, but I've I've purchased a couple off of uh, Paperstack. And uh, you can go there right now and uh, you can see a list of all the uh, performing, non-performing first, second. And I think they have thirds as well. And you can uh, differentiate between contract for deeds and mortgages. And also you can filter out on the states that you want to buy in, hmm. and the states that you don't want to buy in. Um, so you can 100% go over there right now, sign up for an account, and then um, start evaluating the uh, the yield to maturity on the yield that you're looking to uh, you know, that, that you want to earn. Mm -hmm. And then you can just make these offers on these, on these, uh, on these assets. Really wow. good website. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I haven't heard of that before. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you have any daily habits that you do to kind of like keep you in the mode for success and keep you motivated? Yeah, I, I do. I get, uh, well, uh, my thing is I get up every morning and I exercise. I'm, I'm up pretty early and, you know, either do this, I do the beach body cardio insanity um, or I run um, uh, about four days a week. I run between uh, four to six miles, six to eight miles, depending on how I feel. Uh -huh. And um, and then when I get back, you know, that, that just kind of jump starts me. Um, and then I'll start getting on to LinkedIn and um, I'll reach out to asset managers, bank managers, uh, other note investors just to uh, you know touch base with them, let them know that, hey, I'm buying notes. If you're looking to sell, there's other you know Facebook groups that that, that either myself or I have my VA post in, mm -hmm. um, I'm constantly, um, you know, posting articles and, you know, um, uh, case studies on things that I do either on LinkedIn or, or I'm sorry, both on LinkedIn and also Facebook. And then I also post that same information up to my YouTube channel as well. Okay. What, uh, what's your YouTube channel, by the way? I believe it's called Larry buys notes, like at Larry buys notes. Okay. 
And you yeah. know, what kinds of, is it like educational on there or what, uh, what yeah. kind of things do you have? On yeah. And, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And then I also, um, I took over this meetup group. It's the real estate social network. Mm-hmm. And, um, what happened was the, uh, the name came up for sale, not the, you know, real estate, it was another name and this group came up. And so I just figured, well, I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. And just because there wasn't a lot of activity over there. Because my main goal in, in taking it was is basically, and the same thing with the YouTube video, is, is to foster a place where it's really about learning. And not, I don't have anything to pitch. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not selling a mentoring course. I'm not selling a, a coaching program or any other like course or anything. I'm just mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. It's it's kind. Of, I, I guess it's self serving. Is is also you know I, I want to develop a uh, foster a place where people can trust one another, but also a place where I can do business with other people that I can that I can trust. Right, mm-hmm. and then. Um, if, if you train somebody on how to create a note and how to sell a note, then, you know, it's, it's, you, you can trust that person because, you know, you, you've already had this relationship with them. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody's out to get you, but right. you know, you, you just 100% have to do your due diligence with this, but you know, it, it's with the YouTube video and that, um, uh, that meetup group is just trying to primarily do a, um, uh, foster teaching and also, um, connections networking yeah that's a great idea you can kind of create your own little marketplace essentially yeah to to buy and trade there Mm -hmm. well and and that's the thing is um you know i I polled everybody and i had a few people it it, it was just been it's been it was inactive for a long time so i had several people call uh reach back out to me so my first thing was on like note investing and then you know i'm going to have a couple of the vendors on that i personally use and then you know, I also want to have different topics like subject to deals, lease options, just not, you know, like notes. But, you know, if somebody has a different uh, thing that they want to learn or maybe they they have a, a special special niche that they're that they're doing and they want to share it. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I like it. That's great. Is there anything in the note business overall that you'd like to debunk? Um, uh, you know what? When you say uh, debunk, what what do you like? How, like any how you like think? any myth out there that people always say, but it's not really true. Anything? Um, like no. Well, I mean, I I think it just goes in general with real estate investing. I think people think that this is a get rich quick scheme, yeah. and and it's not. Um, right. You really have to put your time and your energy into uh, doing it. Um, it. It's just like anything, you know. Um, if you don't do your due diligence on it, uh, know what you what you're, you know, what you're trying to buy it for going into it, you, you will 100% get burnt in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but my big thing is this is 100% not a get rich quick uh, scheme. Right. This is, I, I look at it as the, uh, a long game, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's just, you, you just, you build passive investment, like one note or one property at a time. And then after you have, you know, 10 notes, 20 notes, you know, 10 properties, 20 properties, that starts to add up over time. And right. then you're kind of like, hmm, this is a nice little chunk of income coming in each month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get rich slowly over time. instead of Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And it'll just get you out of your W2 or, you know, and you can get uh, financial freedom, you know, yep. 100%. Exactly. Key for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. Yep. Uh, now, before we get into our last question, what's the best way for someone to reach out and contact you? Uh, they can reach me. Um, let's see. They can go to uh, my website, ljhinvestments.com, uh, or they can just uh, schedule a 30-minute call with me. 
uh, at this website link. It's talkwithlarryhoffman.com. And, um, you know, if they have any questions about like the notes or the real estate or, I mean, even like private funding, I mean, you know, they can just, you know, set up a 30 minute call and pretty much in, an open book when it comes to this stuff. Okay. Awesome. We'll put the link in the notes as well. So you can click on that. Awesome. And then uh, last question before we get to our five to thrive, if you could step in my shoes for the interview, what's one question you would ask yourself that I did not ask you? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, wow. Let me think. Uh, one question or one question that if I can go into your shoes, um, I, I think, I, I think the one thing is uh, maybe, uh, you know, how do you use private money to, to take mm -hmm. down these deals? Yep. Right. And so, and, and I, do, would you like me to answer that or? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and that's the thing because you're, 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 regardless whether you're buying notes or you're buying real estate, you will come to a point in time where you're going to be tapped out. Uh, and, and you can't buy anything or the bank's not going to give you like the conventional bank's not going to give you anything. Mm -hmm. uh, the big thing for me is just uh, going to your, uh, well, there's a couple things. You can go to your local area, meet with other real estate investors and talk to them and tell them what you're doing um, and strike up a relationship. The, the big thing is, well, the, the, uh, I can give you three. The, the second thing is drive around your local neighborhood, see who's actually rehabbing the properties, write those addresses down, go to your auditor site, Look to see who the uh, who owns it. Go to your recorder site and see who actually lent money on that. Mm -hmm. And then if you skip trace them or send them a letter that hey, you know, I noticed you sent uh, you you funded this deal on one two three four Main Street. I'm also a real estate investor. Uh, I, if you would be interested in grabbing a cup of coffee, it's on me or lunch. I would love to uh, bend your ear a bit a bit on a couple of deals that I you know have going on and see if you'd be interested in funding an above average return on your money. The third thing is real easy. You can go right now. You can go to your auditor site. Everybody, I, I would say not everybody, but a vast majority of the counties out there, uh, you can go on your auditor site and go in and look for um, self-directed IRA holders, uh, third-party uh, IRAs mm -hmm. like Quest or Equity Trust and download that list and just... Uh, you know, sift and sort those columns and nine times, eight times out of 10, you'll get the mailing address and then you can send them a letter directly. You yeah. know, basically the same thing like, hey, I saw that you lent money on, you know, one, two, three, four Main Street out of your self-directed funds, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, talk a little bit about what you're doing and see if you'd be interested in, you know, just having, grabbing dinner or lunch or even, you know, like a drink, it's on me. You know, no pressure. If you're if you're if you're interested, please feel to reach out to me. But that I'm telling you that that's those three little things. Um, the big thing that's how I found a lot of my private money early on was I was driving to neighborhoods when I was rehabbing these homes because okay. I was looking to see what other uh, other investors were doing, and then I would uh, look up the information and then I would 100% send them a letter. And that's just a great idea. Yeah. Relationship. I, I tell people that last one too. I mean, that, that works great. You know, people yeah. are very open to it. So. Oh, 100%. And that, and that's the thing you think people would be standoffish. Everything for that is furthest from the truth. Yep. They want an above average return on their money. They're savvy. Yep. They want to make money and they have this money just sitting in that self-directed IRA doing mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. Exactly. And it's secured by real estate. So yep. <laughs> even better. And that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So we'll get into our, our five to thrive. So this is word association game. 
I'm just going to rattle off five words and just give me the first word or phrase uh, that comes to mind. The only thing is you can't repeat your answer. Okay. All right. Here we go. First one, private mortgage. Oh, man. First word for private mortgage. I would say, God, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, private mortgage. So if I'm thinking of the word or phrase private mortgage, I'm just thinking a... Um, I, I would say um, a motivated seller. Mm -hmm. First versus second position, lean. First position uh, secured, uh, more secured than what the second is. Yep. Owner financing. I would say, oh, I, I'd used motivated uh, before. <laughs> so let's see, owner financing. What would be a good word or phrase? I, I was going to say motivated, but... Um, you know, Owner financing, I would say you can dictate the terms. You can give yes. them their asking price, but you dictate the terms. Yep. Price or terms, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like a teeter totter, man. You yeah. know, you, can't, you, know, <laughs> exactly. you got if you want to play, you want the price, I'll give you the term. You have to you have to give me my terms. That's right. Exactly. Uh cash flow. Retirement. Mm -hmm. And Larry Hoffman. Always trying to do the right thing when nobody's watching. I like it. Awesome. Yep. Well, hey, Larry, appreciate you coming on. It has been a great interview and appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Oh, thanks, Andrew. I really appreciate it. I had fun. Thank you so much. Same.